Hey everyone, this is Brody Brum, wide receiver for the Liberty Flames, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Yes, this is the Flogcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. We are uh, switching days today. It is Tuesday, but still starts with the T. We are here, joined by Mr. TC himself. How's it going, TC? Mr. Ruff. Wow, it is kind of weird uh, being here two days early, and it's not Thursday. Um, exciting. It really is. And so... Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, like trying to be all loose and goosey to like make this happen today. And, you know, I'm just ready to talk about this fantasy football weekend that we just had. Right, absolutely. And, of course, uh, we'll still have you on in a couple of days on TC Thursday. Um, so it's a little well, it's a little bit of. A little bit of wacky week for me. I am I am recording outside today, so if you hear any cars or semis going by, uh, that is what it is. And um, tomorrow we'll start going with the commissioner's corner. But we had some games last night, TC, and uh, with the uh, let's just start with the Kansas City Chiefs defeating the uh, Buffalo Bills. Now this game, uh, both teams were four and one, kind of a, you know a little bit of an exciting game. Uh, the Bills. Uh, losing twenty six to seventeen. What what do you think about this overall for the Kansas City you know, Chiefs? Both teams were coming off a loss, um, and these are two of the top teams in the AFC. You know, top at least top four teams. These two can I, I think can can really make the splash. Um, it's no surprise to me that the Chiefs won. I think that the Chiefs are a more complete team, um, but the Bills are starting to do. Things that you know we expected with the lineup and with you know with Josh Allen playing the way he's playing, um, the score was a little low. Um, surprisingly, you know, thinking and thinking about which teams are playing, but um, I think the Chiefs they did uh, they did what they do, and you know, like they didn't have everybody producing. Um, but the thing is with them, you know, you have such good skill players that two out of four skill players could have great games. And the team will benefit and win. Right, for sure. I mean, just with with the Chiefs, uh, and you know, of course, as we all know, they recently signed Le'Veon Bell. Did not play today or yesterday, but I tell you what, I really do believe that Clyde edwards helaire wanted to make a statement, and he did. Man, he ran the ball twenty six times, and that's the first uh, first time with that amount of carries since week one. Uh, he carried it week one 25 times. He carried it last night 20, uh, 26. And for 161 yards, no touchdowns, but the yeah, kid looked and good. Obviously, I think Le'Veon's going to handle uh, more of the red zone uh, goal line rushing. But you're right. You know, they they made the right call in drafting this young man. And he was out for, you know, he was out to make a statement. And, I, you know, six, 26 carries for 161 yards, that's good. That's something you want every week by your running back. And now – for them to like, you know, get Le'Veon, it, it's obvious that they're making that next move to just complete, you know, to complete the 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 team. I don't know. It's it's not like it's not complete already, and they can't handle, you know, going into the playoffs and kicking butt anyway. But now it's just like that one more uh, solidified piece that is going to just put them clearly into that first place spot. 
Right, right, absolutely. And Patty Mills doing his thing. He only had five incompletions. He was 21 for 26, two touchdowns. He looked good, and he had a lot of good receivers. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey went off early with two early touchdowns in the first half. He was targeted seven times for five catches, 65 yards. Uh, Demarcus Robinson also looked good. Uh, he, he was targeted six times, caught him five for 69 yards. He led the team in receiving yards, no touchdowns. Uh, uh, by Tyreek Hill, kind of a quiet night, but he caught all of his targets for a total of 20 yards. Um, so what do you think about Tyreek Hills? Of course, uh, Scotty didn't really need him on his team. I mean, he didn't really need him to go <laughs> off. Uh, but what do you think about uh, Hill uh, having a low you know, scoring I, week? I think of it as it's okay, you know. Um, I, I get that fantasy owners right. are, like, wanting Tyreek Hill to get volume and touchdowns every week. But as a team sport, they handle the ball on the ground. And they got the ball to the people they needed to when they were open. With Robinson coming in because Sammy Watkins is out, he played his role very well. He, you know, he missed only one reception. He got 69 yards. It really wasn't a pass-heavy game because of the the uh, the situation with the weather. But uh, you know, you can't you can't blame Tyreek Hill. He was out there doing his job. He took the pressure off of the guys who did who did catch the ball. And but you can't ever sleep on him though, you know, because there's there's one moment that you let up on Tyreek Hill, and he's gonna burn you downfield for a big score. So I, I think it's nothing to worry about. I think you know he's still a consistent starter, a must start every week. Um, but this is just one of those games where uh, hit, having Tyreek Hill wasn't part of the game plan for what the what the team's uh, needs were. Right, for sure, absolutely. And just switching gears with the Bills, um, Josh Allen having another disappointing game, uh, another disappointing week. Uh, he only he only uh, uh, had 122 uh, yards passing-wise. He threw it 27 times for 14, uh, completed one interception there with two touchdowns. Um, and, and it's kind of like what you said. Uh, they, are, they were facing some uh, weather conditions, and so I think they went a lot towards the ground. But, I mean, I think that had something to do with it. But another back-to-back, another game for Josh Allen scoring under 20 fantasy points, you know, in the first three weeks. Yeah, well, nuts. I think he's just – um, you know, last week, them losing to the Titans, Titans are um, turning out to be, I feel like the Titans are underappreciated right now. So that, I think the, that game for him was just like them not understanding what they needed to do to win that game this week. It was the weather conditions. It was them not realizing that the chiefs were the chiefs and they need to be able to score. But, you know, Josh Allen didn't look like the Josh Allen we saw the first three weeks of the season. And I think that he's going to have a bounce back game uh, this coming week. Uh, he's, he's always a, a must start. He's going to be a QB. That's what well, look, he had eight attempts for 42 yards rushing. So you know that he can do it with his legs still. Um, they've tried to transition him more to that traditional role of uh, being a passer QB, but he can still do the work on the ground, which is very necessary. You know, quarterbacks have down games and the jump that he made from last year to this year at the beginning of the year is still great so I think that we have room um, for him to still learn and to become more consistent throughout his career and that you don't need to worry about this week or last week I think it's still going to be he's going to get better and better each week from here on out so I still like Josh Allen and it's just a bad week for him 
Right, right. I agree with you. I mean, and like you said, Josh Allen led the team in rushing yards wise. Devin Singletary he carried it. Uh, he carried it ten times for thirty two yards. Uh, receiving it was, it was Stephon Diggs leading the way, six catches for forty six. He was right behind him with four catches, 46 yards, and both of them having a touchdown was only targeted four times. But I think, you know, Cole Beasley definitely, he's fitting yeah, well I with Josh Allen. Um, and when he played on he's Dallas, fitting well he was in this the kind of guy that offense. you could just, he, he kind of seems a little grimy. Like, he, he's in the trenches, he's doing the work, um, he's going to he, he's gonna be consistent, he's going to do what you need him to do. And uh, four for 45 and a touchdown, um, for a guy like Beasley, I think that's fantastic. I think he plays his role on that offense well, and that's what you need for a well-oiled offense. You need people who know what they need to do to get the best out of their position, and that's Cole Beasley for you. Right, absolutely. Switching gears to the other uh, game we had last night, we had two of them, which was pretty nice, one at 5 o'clock and the other one at the regular Monday night time. But uh, this one was pretty much of a snooze fest. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals destroyed the Dallas Cowboys 38-10, uh, moving the Cowboys 2-4. and four. Arizona improved to 4-2. and two. Uh, it, it, Heck, with Dallas, they just didn't. Oh, just right off the bat, they didn't, they did not look good. They are definitely missing uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, Andy Dalton he threw it 54 times, completed 31 of them, one touchdown, two interceptions. But another big thing uh, that hurt them offensively in Dallas was uh, Ezekiel Elliott. He ran the ball 12 times, 49 yards, but he had two fumbles, and he's having a career yeah, high that, when it comes I think to fumbles. Comes back what do you to the think whole about fact Elliott with Dak just, Prescott being yeah, losing the ball? Lost its confidence, um, and it it shows on the running game, uh, you know, and, and it, it kind of carries. Like once something like bad happens and you start going downhill, it's a lot easier to to can, continue going downhill than it is to stop the bleeding and go into a positive uh, trend. See with Andy Dalton. You know, they just don't have the confidence that they had with him because Andy Dalton is coming from the Bengals, and he didn't have a great year at all last year because his team finished last, which is why they shipped him out and drafted a new QB. But then Elliott, he needs to be able to have that mindset that he is a leader of that team at all times. He needs needs to be able to step up and and make the plays happen, and he just didn't execute that. And, you know, I think it's okay – um, you know, moving forward, I think you're going to have these games. Um, but the Dallas just doesn't look like the Dallas, you know, that we've come to know. And I, a lot of it, I think, is, you know, well, their defense is awful, absolutely awful. Their offense has been being kept alive by mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. And, you know, and, and honestly, after seeing this week, uh, I don't want to jump the horn too much, but I've been underrating Dak Prescott lately. You know, mostly, honestly, last year I thought he wasn't that good this year, but he's been proving me wrong. And then this game is just like another like kick in the shin to make me pay attention to <laughs> he actually is not just um, a good quarterback for the role that he is put in with the Cowboys, but because of his mentality. And you can obviously see that that reflection and that uh, and his team is what's missing. And they're they're just, you know, they're just not doing what they can do. Right. 
Right, right, for sure. I mean, and with when it comes to Elliott, yeah, he, you know, he didn't do, he wasn't really effective uh, on the run game, but he was targeted eleven times uh, in the air, receiving, caught him eight for th- only thirty-one yards. But it's good to see, you know, Elliott being involved in the in the receiving game. Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb both targeted ten times, both catching at seven. Uh, Cooper was a uh, he got a touchdown in there for 79 yards. Lamb uh, for 64 yards. No touchdown for C.D. Lamb, but he gave a Q 79, yeah, sorry, 9.9 fantasy points other than, like, um, it's, for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is playing from behind so. a lot, so they got to th- throw the ball. And as you said, Dalton passed it 54 times. It's obvious. Right. Right. And that's, you know, that's how they caught up. Um, you, know, you know, kind of a garbage game trying to, you know, re- reduce the score a little bit. I mean, they lost by 28 points. But, you know, here's another thing kind of shocking to me. You know, Kyler Murray, he threw it 24 times last night and they won. But he only completed nine of those. He only completed nine of those 24, which, you know, that's really not a, a Kyler Murray kind of thing. But he, he did he, he did more work on the ground using his legs, ran it, he let, he ran it 10 times for 74 yards and a touchdown. But another guy who used his legs, especially towards the end, maybe because they were trying to uh, run the clock, um, Kenan Drake, it's good to see him having uh, uh, over 100 yards running-wise and uh, two touchdowns. Uh, first game this year, having two touchdowns, ran it 20 times and for 164 yards. Yeah, you really um, needed that. Good um, breakout game that for you Kenyon Drake. As a, we knew uh, it was coming. Those was a matter needed of time. to see fantasy-wise, and it's, it's great for Kenyon Drake to have that because we were starting to doubt him again. You know, like people were like, is Kenyon Drake going to be what he we thought he was? because of what he showed us at the end of last year after the trade. Um, and, and, and Arizona obviously controlled the time. They controlled the game, and they executed their game plan, and they came out on top 38-10. to 10. So I think that Drake is the, the top dude right there right now, um, and he's the reason that, that uh, the Arizona Cardinals team really held on to the, the momentum of the game throughout. Right, for sure. And we kind of talked about it in previous episodes. Uh, Drake going up against the New York Jets last game, a very weak defense. And this week he was going up against a very weak defense in Dallas. So if he didn't go off, you know, one of these two games, um, we would be more concerned. But it was good to see him going off this week um, and still getting that, you know, that value when it comes to carries. And 20 carries is pretty freaking good. Uh, you know, Edmonds only had five for uh, 23 yards. Uh, not a lot in the receiving games. Two guys going nuts when it comes to long touchdowns. I mean, uh, receiving catches. Christian Kirk only caught it two times, but the, the long 80-yard uh, reception there helped him out for a total of 86 yards. And Hopkins also had another one uh, for a long 60 yards. For only He only caught it two times, and both of those happened late in the game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Hopkins just finished with 73 yards there. Uh, again, kind of you know, kind of the opposite of the running game, you know, trying yeah, to really waste the it, clock. Though, I guess. So not no, a lot of throwing the, the ball the way for they Arizona the game. tonight. Um, so it, it's okay that that happens. You never want to see someone targeted eight times and only pulling it two times, uh, pulling the ball down two times, especially with Hopkins. Uh, you know, I think we're going to see a bounce back. There's going to be, they're going to hit the, 
the film room and they're going to see where they went wrong and they're going to make adjustments and come out swinging next week. Even though they came off a good game, they, they realized that we can't always count on Kenyon Drake. And, and, and crazy thing is like, if they didn't have that game by Drake and this is his first good game of the year, really, then they're no better off than where the, uh, where the Cowboys were. Right, right, for sure. So, that, that you know, that wraps it up when it comes to the games last night. So, and that wraps up another week. Week six is wrapping up. Um, it is wrapped up. And, TC, I think it's safe to say if we, you know, we're going to start with the, the flog matchups. It's safe to say that you did not have a good week. Um, and, heck, you are not the only one. We had two uh, owners on the flog that scored under 100 points. Um, and that's normally not good because we do have two quarterbacks, uh, two running backs, three wide receivers, two flexes and a tight end, of course, defense and kicker. Uh, so normally, you know, you score higher than that. But just starting with you, you ended up losing, of course. You scored 92.8 fantasy points and you lost to someone who scored 128.4. Well, I can't so be how frustrated are you because frustrated I saw a bad or is game it just. Coming. You know, I didn't just see your it luck. being that bad. And the crazy thing is Keegan's team was poised to just go off. So I figured he was going to win. But I didn't think that he was going to have a crap game too. And honestly, like, you know, a few players saved him on this. You know, like it looks like Kirk Cousins and then Will Fuller. And I guess maybe right. uh, those touchdowns that Aaron Jones and James, Robin ha- James Robinson had. That's really where it all came down for him. But, like, you know, I've got all those players on by. I've got injuries, and it, there's nothing that I can do. Like, literally, I, my, my bench looks as bad as Marcus's did, um, but his were all just on by. I had one, two, three, four of my top five players on by. I had no Melvin Gordon, no Noah Fant. Christian McCaffrey's still out. The only other guy that I could have put in was Jarek McKinnon. Um, and then, obviously, I have two defenses right now, the Cardinals and the Ravens. Um, I picked up the Ravens, and the Cardinals end up just, you know, doing so well against uh, Cowboys. But I figured the Cowboys were going to be at least getting garbage time points. So, I, you know, I picked the Ravens up at Philly over uh, the Cardinals at Dallas. And I thought that's an easy move, but it really didn't matter. So, you know, nobody on my team got a touchdown except for Preston Williams and then one touchdown by <laughs> each of my QBs because – Pittsburgh Steelers, their run game was doing so well against Cleveland. So they just kept running the ball. Uh, Detroit Lions, same thing. DeAndre Swift came out and he was playing really well. Matt Stafford with 223 yards and one touchdown and the interception. You know, that's never great to see. But, Mm -hmm. like, there was no situation for anybody in my team to, like, get good points. And it just it's obvious a sub-100 game is a bad game. No way. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. But you did, you you had two quarterbacks who both of you know and Big Ben and Matt Stafford who both won their games. But fantasy wise, they did not have a good game. Both under uh, fifteen fantasy points, and that's not good. But Gaskin did well with fourteen point six, and Boyd had an average game <laughs> with ten point four. But and everybody four else under ten points, points but and nobody just scored more did than not 14. help you out. <laughs> that's uh, but like bad. you said, <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. 
But we talked about it last week on, on Thursday uh, with Michael Thomas, Kamara, Wilson, Fant being out, Melvin Gordon being out, and Kenny yeah, Allen and McCaffrey. Happen, but we didn't know yeah, it was I think we, we, we knew it was coming, like you said. Uh, right, right. So you, you felt a three and three. Uh, uh, Keegan Scott improved to three and three as well. So moving on to my matchup. Um, Another another frustrating one on my end. I ended up losing 165.9 to 150.3 to the Blount Force. Now, I you know I could have I could have I had an opportunity to win this. I had a uh, if you want to look at it that way. I had um, Josh Allen and uh, Kenyon Drake and Hopkins and Devin Singletary, uh, four guys going last night. And Q had Stephon Diggs and C.D. Lamb. Um, Stephon Diggs, you know, he had a touchdown, but kind of a, you know, kind of an average could have been worse on my end. He only put up 13.6 fantasy points. CD lamb had, you know, under his projection score as well with 9.9, but Josh Allen kind of, you know, having his worst fantasy game with 17 points, uh, that did not help. But and Ken and Drake kind of helped me kind of gave me kind of a respectful score with 150.3. Um, but with uh, Devontae Freeman not doing well, Evan Ingram, I'm going to have to do something with. He only gave me four fantasy points. That was yeah. not well. But we'll really, <laughs> you know, I don't want to say that Q got lucky. Well, Q kind of got lucky. Yeah, Justin I mean, Tucker scored yeah, 16. Yeah, Derrick Henry got about 40 points. Uh, that right there was just a dagger for you. Right. Yeah, I mean, with Mark with Mark Andrews, only three points. Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, all under three points, fantasy-wise. I mean, his kicker and his defense uh, just Aaron helped him Rogers out. Pittsburgh defense, 19 points. points. Justin Tucker, like 16. That I mean, that is... In a long time. Right. And like, like, I mean, heck, like I said, I mean, he yeah, kind of got um, I can, saved. I can agree with that. But you know what? Like, he drafted them. Course, he drafted them. Mr. Derrick Henry. He was the first person to get a defense. He was the first person to get uh, a kicker because of all the, um, you know, the high picks that he had. So he, he obviously had to be the first person to get those picks, and they're paying off for him now. And the Steelers' defense, it's scary right now. So they're playing very well. They, they manhandled Cleveland, and we thought Cleveland was, you know, uh, doing a lot better. They started out there four and one. Now they're four and two. They got just absolutely owned by the Steelers. But a touchdown, two interceptions, like that's that's great by them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's again a, a disappointing week, but it is what it is. I fell to uh, two and four and uh, Q went to four and two. Uh, so I am not in a good situation. I have the same record as of right now with a guy who started on four and we'll move on to that matchup. Uh, Jake McKinley went in a second game in a row. Uh, and of course, Q won his, he won four games in a row. He started on two uh, just with Q. Uh, but yeah, Jake McKinley now two and four. He, just destroy the Terry's terrorist. Now I'm not sure yet, but I have to look. Uh, he defeated uh, Marcus 229.7 to Marcus's 98.5. Now I have to look in the history of the flog. Yeah, you know but what? That might be the most biggest win in flog history. That's how bad it was. No, it's not. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not good. I mean, heck, you yeah. know, with with uh, Jake McKinley, he had both Tannehill and Watson scoring over thirty points. Uh, he only had one guy. Yeah, and Robbie. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, two guys scoring Smith, under ten points injury, on his one team. reception for thirteen yards. Um, and 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 then you look down at uh, Jake McKinley's bench, and yeah. if he puts in Brandon Cooks or AJ Green or Debo Samuel, then he 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 automatically <laughs> gets the you know he wins the highest score in flog history, which is held by me. By the way, I got two hundred and thirty-five point something. I don't remember exactly what it is. But that was in twenty eighteen. What was it? Just wanted to remind you all that I still hold that record. He almost Ooh. did. And you know what? I drafted Young Way Koo. Also, but he I almost got you because he had the groin injury. Skin scooped him up. He got 20 points for you. Like, what the heck? I'm so bummed about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It, we normally don't talk about kickers, but he had two uh, kicks over 40 yards. And of course, that adds up to eight points. And he had a no, total he didn't. of uh, yeah, uh, 20 he didn't, he didn't, he didn't need points, half so. of it. He didn't need of course, he didn't need him, team. but he that beats, definitely helped him. <laughs> uh, I think with three players, he beats Marcus. If we look at his three high scores, 32 plus 36 is 66 plus 29, or which is almost 30. That's like, yeah, almost 96 points, almost beats Marcus with just his top three players. I want to, oh my gosh. I go against Marcus. Just think this week. if you went up against Marcus this week. Yeah, I know. That would have been, <laughs> if I lost by, by six Yeah, I know. To or last week, I mean, you went like, up against him. I just might have had to quit. That <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but both of us with, just had with Marcus games. And honestly, you, there was uh, literally nothing like that I could have done to even beat Marcus besides Awful. putting the Cardinals defense in. That's the only option that I would have had. And nobody in the right mind is choosing the Cardinals over the Ravens at this point. So, yeah, Marcus's team didn't play that hot. Right. He had a bye week hell. Um, he had to make some moves because he had to drop yep. some players and pick up some players. It was just a rough, rough fantasy outing for him. Yep, with John Brown putting up a goose egg, Juju Smith-Schuster not doing well with 1.6. Uh, yeah, just like you said, not a good game. But with with uh, Jacob, uh, he does he did have AJ Brown back, and he did have Julio Jones is going absolutely nuts. And those yeah. two guys he missed, and George Kittle he missed a little bit. He missed a little bit of time as well. So having those guys definitely huge for Jacob McKinley. Um, is it too? He's won two in a row now. Is it too late? And like we talked about it, digging out an zero and four hole is is very tough to do. But with this, with Jacob's teams, you know, yeah, the rhythm because now, there are three all teams guys that are three doing and three. the job. The Savage Patch Kids, can he get out of this squad hole? and the Magic Skull Bus? If any of us, if any one of us lose, and his and the Fresh Prince of Air wins, we have we are three and four. Um, now that spells like Jake McKinley has a shot at being right. able to. If he keeps winning the way he's winning, he could go into the playoffs. It's not. Um, it's not un- impossible. Right. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, of course, the, the, the top four is us uh, five and one, three and three, three, uh, yeah, three and three, four and two. Yep. I think that's because of the, the, uh, 
conference because yeah. uh, Q it says Q is third right now with four and two record. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it it can definitely you know I think we're possibly maybe halfway through the season getting close to that. And uh, Jacob starting out zero and four, and and like I say with Q starting out zero and two, and now he's won four in a row. I mean things can definitely change um, when we go on in the season. But yeah, like we said, uh, Jacob defeating Terry's terrorist, putting uh, Marcus to two and four um, on the list. So moving on to our next matchup, uh, hail to the chiefs, defeating the coon squad with 173.4 fantasy points. The Connors 137.1. Um, and we, heck, with the hail to the Chiefs, like we said, Tariq Hill didn't do much, but Kelsey with 19 point fantasy points, uh, with you know Patty Mahomes having an average game with 22.6. Uh, but what definitely helped uh, Scotty and his team is Matt Ryan going nuts with 35.6, uh, and uh, Ronald Jones with 25.1 fantasy yeah, points, 113 really, yards, like, two touchdowns. Um, uh, that was good to see if week, you had, uh, if you were Scotty. Um, and when you look over to the other side to uh, the Coon squad, with Ezekiel Elliott having 49 yards, two fumbles, and then he had those uh, the, those receptions as well. What do you have reception stat-wise? Eight for 31. You know, Coon's expecting 20 points from this guy. And, that you know, that's going to give him 12 more points. But then you've got Zach Ertz going out with an injury. He did not do – and Ertz really hasn't done anything for Kuhn, you know, this year. Um, yeah, and and with Thielen, you know, 351 for a touchdown, no, but he was out. obviously yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson who stole the night on that game. Um, it just there it was just a, a lackluster performance by the Kuhn squad. We thought it was going to be better. Um, he's going to be a little. He's a little. He's a little disappointed. He's probably eating a Snickers right now. Um, but you know, you can't. You can't control fantasy football. All you do is put in your best players and hope <laughs> something comes comes out of it. And uh, you know, it it just didn't work for him this week. Right, and that's certainly what he did with Chase Edmonds, putting him in there. Uh, hopefully, he, I'm guessing he was hoping to get more production out of him. Only three point four fantasy points. Um, I mean, heck, he is still the backup running back uh, for this Arizona team, even though he, you know, he's getting some popularity when it comes to other people. I just think I don't think that was the most clever move, putting a backup running back. But and as your flex, uh, he had I think he was feeling cute. I think he was feeling kind of cute because of the, um, the trend that Kenyon Drake and heck, was. And, it, it, and yeah. last week, Chase Edmonds had. You know, he had seventeen point seven points, and it was it was going up based off of Week Four, but that was against the Jets. Um, and I think he just figured that Chase Edmonds was gonna, you know, take over the workload because Drake wasn't really doing it. And it's obvious now that it's Kenyon Drake's team going forward. Right, and just looking on Scotty's bench. Uh, he had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going nuts as well with a touchdown, two interceptions, 20 fantasy points. He uh, he had New England instead starting with eight fantasy points. But another guy he on his bench, and I don't blame him for not starting him, was DeAndre Swift with 25.8 fantasy points, two touchdowns. Uh, how reliable is Swift? I mean, it's a thing where, yeah, he did well. Uh, this game and this week by far was his best week, but is is this guy you'd be able to um, throw in your lineup and maybe as your flex and be able to trust, even with the great old man you know, AP? This being his, uh, 
his rookie year, you know, like all rookies started off pretty slow. Um, and I think it takes time for them to adjust to the, the game speed, uh, the NFL, the playbook. There are a lot of things they have to adjust to, and they didn't have the time that normal rookies have. So I think DeAndre Swift was a great pickup by Scott. Skinley might have got rid of him too early because he wasn't producing, but this is a weird year. And nobody really knows what's going to happen or who's going to be the person to get to because it's all been slow development because they didn't have the time that normal rookies have. And I think after last week or the week four, um, they had a week five bye against New Orleans. He put up 13.2 points. This week, he went 14 for 116, uh, three for seven yards. Um, he, he looked good. He had some big runs, and he looked like he's – going to be their top guy moving forward. And I think even with Adrian Peterson playing the way that he did, he did have a good game. Um, it's obviously that you got these fresh young legs on this rookie, and he's going to be the guy that they want to get in the game to develop him so that they have the best chance possible moving forward to win. And what's what's funny with Jacob McKinley, uh, he drafted he drafted a lot of rookies. He was he's banking on uh, a guy, a young guy on his team to to go off. He he drafted Zach Moss, um, Henry Ruggs, and uh, DeAndre Swift, and of course he drafted uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, which he still has. Uh, but he and so he drafted Ruggs. He he dropped him. And then the week after he dropped him, he went nuts with over 100 yards, 18.8 fantasy points. And then, of course, uh, Scotty picked him up. And then same thing happened. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't patient with Swift. He dropped Swift. Yeah, and, and some kind of trend <laughs> Scotty right there. picked him up, and he went nuts. And so it, it's a thing where uh, Scotty's getting all the scrapped. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> who knows who knows what they're doing there but um scotty picking up uh some key guys we'll we'll see there i still think that ap um is is you know there he's gonna i i still see as a committee i don't really see them uh giving uh putting a lot of stuff on you know, at, you know with ap being in there uh, a legend a no future i Hall think of um, I don't I see them being all right. We're, we're going to give it all to the rookie. Well, I just don't see that uh, turning away AP. from AP. There's no point in having someone like Adrian Peterson if you're not going to use him for everything he's got. Now, with, and if a, a running back by committee approach works for the Detroit Lions, and you can use up AP and save your rookie for like you know when AP's not in the game and you need somebody that's going to be a three down back, then th- this is them getting him work, getting him playing time, but also not. Uh, overusing him because we all know that running backs' lives are short-lived in the NFL. Right, absolutely. And speaking of rookies, younger guys, Ryan Fitzpatrick is now not the uh, main guy in Miami. The young rookie is announced that he will be the starter going forward. That means Ryan Fitzpatrick is no longer the the QB one. But you know it's crazy. He's been doing well. It's not like he had a bad game against New York Jets. Uh, I mean he he did good. Uh, but I mean I think you know they they're going to you know they have a bye this coming up week. Uh, so I think it, it it was a good time. They probably had this planned. Uh, but all right, you know week seven 
you know, you know, we have a bye. This is when we get uh, the young quarterback in there. Yeah, give him no, a that, week of practice as the QB one because and, Brian Fitzpatrick is QB with nine on the year. Um, you know, he didn't throw for a lot of yards, but he had three touchdowns. Yeah. Those two interceptions aren't great, but um, he he's a game manager. He he's been finding ways to you know, play as good as he can. And it's crazy how many different teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played for. I imagine him getting traded or him getting, you know, shipped up after this year, moving to another team and going, going to the same situation. He's kind of that guy that just, you know, he's a traveling QB. He goes around the st- goes around the country playing QB for different teams until they have developed their, uh, their rookie or their next player that they want in. And, and, you know, like then they ship him out, but he's always been, solid for us, you know? Right, right, absolutely. And he's always been, uh, like you said, a, a guy that, that is entertaining and somebody that you, you can't, <laughs> you can't, like, not cheer for. Maybe, you know, having a huge beer has something to do with it. Uh, he just, you know, of course, like him <laughs> going up against Menchu, the mustache, was, a, was an entertaining game because of their facial hair. Which is wild, uh, but uh, Fitzmagic, you know, I wish him well. I think he'll be—he's a great. Uh, he'll be a, a very, very good backup, and still teaching the young rookie uh, in there in Miami. So, um, yeah. Well, hey, TC, uh, no, that's right wrapping now. up no, the flog match. Uh, I'm just checking uh, out my, uh, my options comments? for this coming upcoming week, and you know, like I always say, uh, you know, hit us up for questions. We love we love getting those kind of questions and comments on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Because uh, we, we want to help you out with your team. We want to make sure that you win. Right, right, absolutely. And you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we do have a website as well. Uh, lots of, uh, lots of uh, different ways you can contact us. And, of course, TC, we got Commissioner's Corner tomorrow with our great commissioner. And then we will bring you back on in a couple of days for our classic TC Thursday. Again, the, you know, we're, we're approaching uh, with myself. My schedule is getting a little busier with basketball approaching, uh, but we will still shoot for our, our classic times. Thanks for having me, Mr. And, Rupp. And uh, TC, uh, we appreciate you joining us on TC Tuesday. All right.